0: The old legends foretold of the great prognosticator who would one day return to YouTube to drop NFL picks with furious vengeance. And that day is today. Okay, so I'm terrible at movie guy voice, but I'm pretty good at the picks. What's happening, everybody? Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, and welcome to week one, week one of my weekly NFL pick show for the 2017-2018 NFL season, getting out ahead of a lot of my prognostication brethren in getting the week one picks out there, just like we did last year. I can't wait to bring you the show this year. It's going to be a lot of fun, sticking with the podcast format, which was so successful from last season. And here we go. So, once again, the format of the show is going to be mostly the same as what the format was from the show last year. So, we're going to get a couple of minutes to talk about each and every game every week, which is why I love the podcast format so much you get a chance to talk about every single game minute or two for each of them then we got the platinum gold silver and bronze picks for every week that is not changing that has been the staple of my show since episode one of season one we're sticking with that platinum gold silver and bronze we get to talk against the spread and over under picks for every single game of the week which is also an element that i absolutely love we get to touch on all of them Also returning from last season, the comment of the week. Now, the comment of the week for this episode, we're going to be taking from the three episodes that I've released over the last three weeks, which all comprised episode zero. So we're going to take the best comment from those three videos, and that's going to be the comment of the week for this week. And also returning, you know, not to toot my own horn, but what i would say is probably the most popular segment in youtube history the cfl picks canadian football league straight up picks folks if you're not a cfl fan you should be a cfl fan you can get the cfl in the united states it's definitely worth checking out it's the same game but there's a lot of differences and it's very exciting football the canadian football league those picks will be coming to you every single week we close the show with the cfl picks And today we're going to be talking about weeks 11 and 12 in the CFL season, because once again, we're kind of sitting right in the middle of that period between when we're talking now and when we're going to be talking about the week two picks in the NFL. So you're going to get two full weeks of CFL picks on this episode. You've been hearing me talk about it for weeks now, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, anywhere that you can get a podcast, you can get this show this season. The numbers are slowly, slowly, but they're crawling up in each of those formats, which makes me very excited, very happy. I haven't gotten last week's episode onto iTunes yet. There's been some delays with that, but I figure I'll just put up these two episodes pretty well right at the same time for the SoundCloud and iTunes audience. Also some breaking news bridgewater's finest the show the channel the personality that is me are now on snapchat folks if you have a snapchat make sure you add me on snapchat it's bwf underscore nine zero two so i'm going to be throwing my snap code up on Twitter, I'll throw it up on Facebook as well. Make sure again, Twitter, blockbuster underscore guy, or if you have me on Facebook or in the NFL YouTube prognosticators Facebook page, make sure that you add me on Snapchat. You're going to be getting pre-show snaps, mid-show snaps, just content that you're not going to get anywhere else. Maybe even some inside picks if you happen to follow me on Snapchat. Stuff that you won't necessarily get anywhere else if you got snapchat bwf underscore 902 make sure you add me on snap another thing you've been hearing me talk about for the last couple of weeks but we'll talk about it one more time the pick'em leagues my pick'em league and hatbox's pick'em league the numbers have slowed to no increase whatsoever i don't think i saw a single extra person join the pick'em league this past week which is a little discouraging but you know what what are you gonna do again the pick'em leagues Football.fantasysports.yahoo.com slash pick'em. You want to click the link that says join group. The group ID for my pick'em is 9909. The password is BW Finest. BWF I N E S T. is pick'em. League ID, group ID 7881. Password is Hatbox. H-A-T-B-O-X. Make sure you join both of those groups. The winners of each week in both of those groups are going to get shouted out on this show. Put your picks up head-to-head against mine. It's always a lot of fun. There's bragging rights galore in pick'em leagues like this. Make sure you join both leagues. Get your picks in there against mine and many other NFL YouTube prognosticators. And as always, if you go to the description of the video file or of the audio file on SoundCloud or iTunes, you're going to find all my straight up picks for the current week. You're going to find my results from the previous week. You're going to find information on joining the Bridgewater's Finest Pick'em Pool, as well as the Hatbox Nation Pick'em Pool. All that information is going to be in the description below. You're also going to find a link to the NFL YouTube Prognosticator's Facebook page, and you're gonna find links to other high-quality NFL YouTube prognosticators who get out here and do this every single week. You're also gonna find the link to the Hatbox Nation YouTube channel, and the reason for that is, of course, I'm producing a piece of weekly content for the Hatbox Nation YouTube channel, Every single week, you're going to be getting a two-pick, three-pick, and four-pick parlay. If you're so inclined to do a little bit of gambling, a little bit of betting on the football games, these are just my parlays, the ones that I'll be playing, ones that I believe in. So if you want to grab some parlays, you're going to find that on the Hatbox Nation YouTube channel. Information for that is in the description below. So that should be sufficient for the housekeeping. Let's do this. NFL Week 1 picks for 2017. We're going to start with the defending Super Bowl champions opening their season at home. Let's see if I remember how to do this. Let's go to New England now. The Patriots opening the season at home, as I mentioned, taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, these are two very interesting teams in so much as the preseason has seen them each take at least one pretty crippling injury or at least would be crippling for most teams it's kind of interesting that these two start the season against each other because situationally speaking the injury that they have each had is one that i think the team makeup and just the way the team operates it's going to mask it pretty well we start with the Patriots of course. They lost Julian Edelman for the season non-contact knee injury. Did not look good when it happened. Edelman is done for the year. And the reason obviously that I think the Patriots are going to be able to absorb that easily enough. I mean, A they're the Patriots and B again, in both of these teams, they're just they're the prototypical sort of next man up. Style of teams where they've got the depth at the position that they took the injury in, that you're probably not going to see it. In New England's case, I think a lot of the production that Julian Edelman was going to have this season is probably going to be pushed onto Danny Amendola's shoulders. It's going to be really interesting to see how Amendola handles that kind of workload, which he hasn't had in a few seasons but of course they also brought in Brandon Cooks probably means more targets Brandon Cooks way you got Malcolm Mitchell probably means more targets Malcolm Mitchell's way James White is probably going to be the beneficiary of some more looks than he already would have gotten in the passing game so there's so much depth of receiving talent and obviously such a good quarterback that's delivering the ball New England's probably not going to feel that too too much. On Kansas City side, you had Spencer Ware, who I was really high on this season. I thought he was going to have an excellent season. Boom, he goes down with a knee injury. Looks like that's going to end his season, which has thrust rookie Kareem Hunt into the, you know, elite fantasy certainly uh conversation now he's starting to go in like third fourth rounds because Andy Reid that's all that Andy Reid does as a coach is build RB1s like the, all he does is build elite running backs and with Spencer Ware going down Kareem Hunt is in line to be a bell cow three down back get looks in the passing game from Alex Smith and that offense is set up for that kind of a player to really succeed so I don't think Kansas City is going to see a huge drop off in production from where to hunt i can't envision a scenario here where the patriots begin the season 0 and one so i'm gonna take them i like the patriots at home to beat the chiefs on the line the patriots are favored by eight points which is usually a pretty big line this early in the season but it is the patriots and the chief's defense is kind of iffy if memory serves me correctly on the road at home they're pretty darn good but on the road a little more susceptible kind of like a seattle but not quite, not as good. But I like the minus eight there, even though it is a fairly big line. It's more than a touchdown. I'll take the Patriots minus eight. Over/under in this game is 48, but I'm going to tell you to stay under on it because again, it's going to be Kareem Hunt's first game versus regular season. You know, game that matters as kind of an unquestioned RB one in the NFL the Patriots defense was good last season I don't think they'll be quite as good this season but I think they'll be good and the Chiefs overall have a pretty decent defense again a little susceptible on the road but I don't think New England's gonna absolutely run the score up on them so 48 points it's too many for me I'm gonna tell you to go under 48 in New England Kansas City In a matchup of AFC teams struggling for relevancy within their own division, we go to Buffalo now, where the Bills are going to play host to the New York Jets. Now, Buffalo has had probably the most active offseason of any team. They shedded themselves of Sammy Watkins. They brought in Jordan Matthews. Overall, in all of Buffalo's moves and considering all of their trades, and you can look up their trades to see what they were. The way that I think it goes is I think they're a... Slightly better team offensively, probably slightly worse team defensively, but they're a lot better on draft day. So for draft day 2018, Buffalo is now a much more competitive team, certainly in the prospects of even potentially moving up in the draft, depending on how their season goes. So I mean, look, it's never a bad thing for a team to get better on draft day. And that's kind of what I think Buffalo has managed to do this offseason. The Jets are outside of Bilal powell i don't really think there's much to talk about for the new york jets i like buffalo in this game certainly because buffalo is playing the game at home on the line however is where this game gets a little bit murky buffalo is favored in this game by a touchdown and that's a lot of credit to give to a bills team that now certainly offensively and even defensively have got a little more gelling to do because of the volume of moves that they made in this offseason to give them a touchdown to say that oh they're going to cover the spread by seven points That's a bit much for me. Like, look, the Jets are not good on the road. They're not a good road team. Their defense is really good at home and really not good on the road. And you can say that of a number of teams in the NFL, but it's certainly true in the case for the New York Jets. I think between the two teams, the Jets arguably have the most dynamic playmaker between the two of them. That being Bilal Powell, I think is going to be a huge season for Bilal Powell. I think ultimately he'll take over the RB1 role from Matt Forte but seven points for Buffalo, I think is just a little bit too much. What's kind of interesting too, is if you look at these two teams from last season, between the 32 games that these two teams played last season, they only covered the spread 12 times out of 32 games. That's not a good percentage whatsoever. I got to go with the team that is you know gets the more favorable side of that and that team is definitely the jets so on the line i like the jets plus seven over under in this game is 41 and that's a pretty low number but i think i gotta go over on it because i don't think again i don't think the bills are as good defensively this season as they were last season just on paper the jets defense is not good on the road so it's a low number because you know all jets defense and bills defense and it's kind of a low number maybe on reputation i think this goes over 41 points i like the bills to win it straight up but i like the jets plus seven on the line over 41 points let's go to cincinnati now all afc north matchup of the bengals playing host to the baltimore ravens and baltimore you could not have a team that has had more injury problems in this offseason than the Baltimore Ravens. And I feel like you could say that, like even last season and maybe even the season before. It's like it's a trend now for the Ravens. Another team that's certainly on the defensive side of the ball, next man up, next man up, next man up. They're very deep on defense. Offense, Joe Flacco. I think Joe Flacco is. At the same time, overrated and underrated. It's weird. I think Flacco's a really good quarterback. I don't think he should be anywhere near sniffing the elite conversation, which I do see some Ravens homers, I suppose, trying to make that argument. I don't think he belongs in that conversation. Sure, he's won a Super Bowl, but I just don't think he belongs in that conversation. But... He's overrated and underrated. It's weird. Baltimore's a really weird team offensively to try and project. Cincinnati, I think, arguably has the better offense between the two. I'll be really interested to see how their running back situation plays out. Because you've got uh, Jeremy Hill, who I guess would technically be the starter. But then you've got Gio Bernard, who probably deserves to be the starter, and now they've drafted Joe Mixon. So now there's just it's just a logjam at running back for the Bengals. It'll be interesting to see if they just take a hot hand approach or just how their whole backfield situation is going to play out. Baltimore is a team that is historically not very good on the road, but I think in a division matchup arguably overall i do think baltimore is the better football team between the two of them i'm gonna take baltimore in this one it's it's a slight edge but i'm gonna give it to them i like baltimore on the road to go into cincinnati start the season 1-0 baltimore wins in cincy on the line the Bengals are favored by two and a half points at home obviously i like the baltimore plus two and a half side of that even if they lose i think this is going to be a really 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 tight game so i like baltimore plus two and a half over under in this game is 43 points neither of these teams strike me as offensive juggernauts baltimore's defense is really good but they're beat up already and the season hasn't even started i like this thing to go over 43 points Nothing against Andy Dalton and the Bengals offense, who again, I think isn't overall a better offense, pretty well objectively, they're a better offense than Baltimore's is. I like this to go over 43 points, but I like Baltimore to win straight up, and I like Baltimore plus two and a half on the line. Let's go to what I think is going to be one of the biggest trap games of week one, the Detroit Lions playing host to the Arizona Cardinals. Detroit and Arizona both strike me as teams where there's not a lot of in-between in them. Detroit or Arizona, they either win big or they lose big. And that's really difficult to try and project teams like that because in a game that you think might be a really tight game, it winds up being a blowout. So it's just, it's very tumultuous to try and predict that. And I mean, week one is just sort of tumultuous in general. Between the two teams, obviously there's a lot of expectations in Arizona with David Johnson. They brought Carson Palmer back. Larry Fitzgerald is still there. This is a team that looks to be geared up to take kind of a one more run at you know an NFL title before Carson Palmer retires and Larry Fitzgerald retires and, and everything like that. David Johnson, one of the best young players in football, arguably the best young player in football. So there's a lot to look forward to with this Arizona Cardinals team. With the Lions, Matt Stafford just became the highest paid player in the NFL with his new contract. Some say he doesn't deserve it. Some say he does. I'll be interested to hear like a perspective of a Half Moon's Picks who is a Detroit fan. Does Stafford deserve to be the highest paid player in the NFL? And that's an interesting question for you guys. Let me know that in the comment section below. Do you think Matt Stafford deserves to be the highest paid player in the NFL? Detroit we talked about it a couple of weeks ago very difficult place to play and win in for a team just coming in Detroit six and two at home last season I think they're going to be comparable to that again this season and Detroit's defense at home really underrated one of the better home team defenses in the NFC and in the NFL overall. And there were a number of moments last season where Arizona's defense on the road looked terrible. Call this a situational pick if you must. I like Detroit to win this game in Detroit. Again, Arizona, not the greatest road team last season. I think they were only three and five, just falling short of expectations almost across the board last season. And it's not that Arizona can't beat Detroit, not at all. I just don't think Arizona's going to in Detroit in week one i like the lions and amir abdullah who i think is also going to be one of the really really good certainly ppr but really good fantasy football players this year if you can target amir abdullah please do it for the sake of your team i like detroit to win this game so i got detroit beating arizona in detroit on the line detroit is just a pick'em so this is just a pick'em game across the board take whoever you want i like detroit to win the game so i'm gonna take Detroit. As a pick 'em, it's worth pointing out between these two teams as far as against the spread goes. Arizona, another one of these teams that only covered the spread six of their 16 games last season. Detroit, to their credit, they played one extra game because they played the playoff game. They were just under 500 at covering their spread at eight and nine, but just obviously it's a pick 'em game. Take whoever you think is going to win the game. So I like Detroit. We go to the over-under, and that's another sort of interesting story here. The total is 48. That's a big total for two pretty good defenses. I can kind of understand why, because Arizona's defense struggled for long stretches of last season. Detroit's defense wasn't great when they weren't playing at home, but they are playing at home. So I'm curious as to why 48 is the total in this one. That seems like an easy slam dunk under as far as I'm concerned. While Arizona did go over 62.5% of the time last season, 10 of their 16 games, Detroit only went over six of their 17 games. And again, playing at home, that defense plays better. So I like that game to stay under a too large total of 48 points. I like the Lions straight up and the Lions as a pick on the line. Let's go to Tennessee now where the Titans are going to play host to the Oakland Raiders battle of two of the best younger quarterbacks in the NFL right now, Marcus Mariota versus Derek Carr. It's not going to come as a surprise to anybody how good Oakland's offense is going to be this season. That was an incredible offense last season. They're bringing in Marshawn Lynch now to run the ball. I think that offense is going to be just fine and just keep on clicking just along like they did last season. Tennessee was kind of an interesting story last season where that secondary was absolute garbage. You could throw almost at will on the Titans secondary, but man, it was hard to run on them. They had one of the best, if not the best, statistical run defenses in the NFL last season. Let's take a look. Yags, yeah, yeah, they were up there with the, uh, they were tied, I believe, for third in terms of the fewest number of rush yards given up. So it's going to be tough sledding for Marshawn Lynch in his Oakland Raiders debut, but Despite that, I don't see any reason why Derek Carr is not going to be able to throw all over this Titan secondary. They're going to have to tighten up, heh, pun intended, but um bump in a big bad way if they want to have success this season. You got to be able to stop the pass in the modern NFL. I like Marcus Mariota. I like what the Titans did on draft day. I think that's a good team. They're going to be able to run the ball themselves. Oakland's run defense, if I recall, not the greatest from last season. Let's take a quick peek at Oakland. Where are you? We're going down. We're going down. 23rd. So not absolutely irredeemable, but, you know, not exactly the greatest, too. Tennessee's going to have plenty of opportunities to run the football. I think it's going to be a high scoring game, but I'm going to take the better offense in that scenario. And that is the Oakland Raiders. I like the Raiders to beat the Titans in Tennessee on the line, Tennessee favored by two points at home. Obviously, I like Oakland to win the game. I'm going to tell you to go Oakland plus two on the line as the road team total in this game is 51 for the over under. I'm going to tell you to go over on it because it's two defenses that have shown some wonk we'll put it that way, have been, uh, you know, not exactly the greatest from last season. So even though it's a 50-plus point total, I'm still going to tell you to take the over on it. I think Oakland's going to have an excellent first game on offense. Tell you to take over 51 points in that game. Oakland plus two on the line, and Oakland wins the game straight up. Let's go down to Miami now for the Battle of Florida. Dolphins playing host to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Dolphins, of course, having an interesting offseason on the injury front. Ryan Tannehill going down with a season ending injury, and they sign Jay Cutler, who again has that permanent somebody peed in my cornflakes this morning look on his face. So they brought him in to replace Tannehill for this season. I think that's a downgrade. It's got to be an offensive downgrade for the Dolphins. And they're going to have a Bucks team coming in that, if anything, has gotten significantly better on offense in this offseason you now have deshaun jackson lining up beside mike evans that is one of the best one two punches at wide receiver in my opinion in the nfl james winston looking to take another step forward this season the defense looking to take a step forward this season tampa bay's run game hopefully that's going to be their kind of question mark that's their gray area but they should be fine two of the best receiving tight ends one of the best receiving tight end combos in the nfl with oj howard the rookie coming in to play beside cameron brait i'm expecting big things out of tampa bay this season i like the bucks on the road to go into miami miami a little bit better at home than they are on the road but i still like the bucks as a good road team from last season to go into miami in what is only kind of a road game and beat the dolphins so i'm going to take the on the road to beat the dolphins miami are two and a half point dogs at home i'm obviously going to tell you to take tampa bay's side of that line it's only two and a half points it's not very many i like the bucks minus two and a half at miami over under in this game totals 45 and a half i'm going to tell you to go over on it because i don't think miami's defense is you know, to be feared, we'll put it that way. Tampa Bay's defense probably going to take a little bit of a downtick playing on the road, although, again, with their great road uh, results from last season, maybe you can't really say that. But, you know, again, Tampa Bay, really, really good offense. Miami has got offensive weapons. Obviously, Jarvis Landry, J.H.I.E., they've got offensive weapons. A 45 and a half, it's kind of one of those middling numbers. I'm gonna go with my gut early in the season and tell you to take the over on that one. So over 45 and a half points, I like the Bucks minus two and a half on the line and Tampa Bay to win straight up. Houston and Jacksonville is the next one up and before we go any further, obviously my my heart just goes out to everyone in Houston and everything that's going on in Texas right now. Some of the, the pictures and the video have just been just like eye-opening right like it's just incredible for not not in a good way but incredible that that something like that is happening and uh, i feel for everyone in houston Uh, i hope if you're listening to this if you live in houston or anything like that i hope you all your family everybody got out um so hoping the best for houston If it's any consolation, I think Houston wins this game. So I'm going to take the Texans uh, to beat the Jags because I'm still not convinced, even though Jacksonville's defense is really good, I'm still not convinced that they're going to do much on offense unless Leonard Fournette is really the guy that, you know, explodes. Which, I mean, look, there's precedent there for that. You know, a guy like Maurice Jones-Drew and, you know, other, other players, like there's precedent for Jacksonville running backs to kind of break out. Houston is a stout defense, especially at home. The offense there's question marks there I don't think they're necessarily starting the right quarterback but I think it's definitely going to be enough to keep you know Blake Bortles and Jacksonville's offense at bay as long as Blake Bortles is still the quarterback of that team I don't see them going anywhere and I don't see them figuring out how to win on the road so I like the Texans to beat Jacksonville on the line Houston favored by five points and I think that's still too much in a game that's going to be probably very low scoring with two pretty good defenses. So if you're going to give me five points for the underdog, I think, unfortunately, I have to take that. I'm going to go Jacksonville plus five, kind of hedging my bets a little bit. Jacksonville plus five on the line. Total in this game is 40. I mean, take the under. It's two really good defenses, two offenses that are just question marks, even though it's early in the season. I'm going to tell you, that even though it's a small number go under on that so under 40 points i got jacksonville plus five but i got houston winning the game straight up let's go to our first game talking about a los angeles team and we'll talk about the los angeles team that is playing host so we've got the rams playing host to the indianapolis colts obviously a ton of question marks with the colts on offense is andrew luck going to be ready to start week one i don't think that decision has quite been made yet but it looks like it's trending towards no I tell you, this this early in the season, it's so hard to predict what's going to happen in week one. Because, I mean, you can look at the preseason all you want, but at the end of the day, it's preseason. It's a bunch of players playing the majority of the time in games that they're not going to make that team. So it's, 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 it's really difficult <laughs> to try to predict week one. It's such a coin flip. You just kind of, this is one where you just go with your gut. I'm going with my gut here. The Rams defense is really good, and they're really good at home. Now, they're missing one of the key pieces to that defense in Aaron Donald, who I believe is still in the midst of his holdout. So they're missing a key piece, and Indianapolis may be missing a key piece with Andrew Luck, but my gut just tells me to take the Colts in this game, so that's what I'm going to do. It's not with a ton of confidence, but I'm going to take the Colts on the road going into los angeles to beat the rams now on the line the rams are three and a half point dogs at home it's over a field goal so i have to do the responsible thing and hedge my bets there i'm gonna tell you to take the rams plus three and a half at home just because of that defense and look it's a game that they could win so i'm gonna tell you to take the rams plus three and a half but i do like the colts to win the game straight up over under in this game is 47 I don't know why. Sure, the Colts defense has been pretty bad, but 47 points when one team could barely score any points last season is way too many. Definitely take the under in that one. Be interesting to see what we get this season out of Todd Gurley, out of Jared Goff. Do those two players take steps forward forward really interesting all kinds of storylines that's why i love this time of year because there's a million and one storylines that you can look at but i'll go the rams plus three and a half and under 47 points but i like the colts to win the game straight up now let's talk about the game that i'm probably looking forward to the most in week one just because i think it'll be arguably the best pure football game that you see all week the green bay packers playing host to the seattle seahawks Obviously, these two teams having a ton of history with each other. Aaron Rodgers, my personal favorite player in the NFL. And the Seattle Seahawks, that defense, the Legion of Boom. There's, you you can't, there's so many people that hate Seattle. And I understand, I guess, I get where it comes from. I don't agree with it, but I get where it comes from. I love watching the Seahawks play football. They're a team that I absolutely, when there's one of their games on, especially when they're playing at home, that's the game I'm tuning into because I love watching the Seahawks play football on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. I got a soft spot for Russell Wilson. I don't think he's a great, great quarterback, but I think he's a good quarterback and I enjoy watching him play. The Packers, obviously, they're kind of, I guess, they're basically kind of becoming my team. I mean, geez, I picked them to go to the Super Bowl and win. If you watched my episode from two days ago, you should know that. But uh, I guess, I guess I'm just, uh, I guess I'm a Packers fan. I guess I should just embrace it and just say, hey, I'm a Packers fan. The only thing that gives me confidence in this pick, really, because it's, again, when it's two really good teams, borderline elite teams playing each other so early in the season it is a true coin flip but it's just based on where the game's being played it's being played in green bay i'm taking the packers seattle historically not a good road team gotta go with the packers in this one very difficult place to win in as a road team that being lambeau field so i like the packers straight up to beat seattle in green bay On the line, Green Bay favored by three points. It's only a field goal. I'm going to take Green Bay minus three in that scenario. I think they're going to be able to score their points. Total in this game is 50. I'm going to tell you to go over on it because you don't really know what you're going to get from Green Bay's defense. Now, the defense can show signs of playing fairly well and then can show signs that they don't even know how to play the sport that they're taking part in so i think seattle's going to get their points i just think green bay is going to get more of them so i'm going to tell you to go over 50 points on that green bay minus three i like the packers to win the game straight up Let's go to the Bay Area now where the San Francisco 49ers are going to play host to the Carolina Panthers. Carolina, one of the more disappointing stories in the NFL last season. Carolina with a poor 6-10 and record. Now, of course, if you watched my NFC predictions, you know that I think they're even going to basically stay there and finish the season 5-11. and And the way that that starts is they're going to lose week one to San Francisco. Uh, don't... Uh, Don't ask me my sources on this. I just, I've seen some games where these two have played head-to-head. San Francisco, for whatever reason, seems to play Carolina really well. Whether it's in Carolina or in San Francisco, they seem to play Carolina really well. So, I just, I don't know. It's a gut. It's a gut. That's all this is. It's week one. That's all this pick is, is it's 100% a gut feeling. I, I can't tell you why. Carolina doesn't travel the greatest a lot of those teams in that division aside from Tampa Bay don't really travel the greatest I mean Atlanta had a pretty good uh had a pretty good road season too I suppose but they don't really travel that well they got across the country I feel like Carolina is just a team that's got a confidence problem and even when you're playing one of the worst franchises in football I don't know I don't know I just I can't I can't I don't have a concrete reason why I think it's going to happen. I just think it's going to happen because the the unexpected happens in week one. And this is kind of what I think is going to happen here. It's the upset of the week. I like the 49ers to beat Carolina in San Francisco. On the line, the Niners are a six-point dog at home. So, obviously, I'm going to tell you to take San Francisco plus six. Even if Carolina does win the game, I don't think Carolina runs the score up on them. I think they're going to find a way to keep this game close. So, Niners plus six. Total in this game is 48 points. I'm going to tell you to go over on it because, again, San Francisco's defense... Ooh, not real good Carolina's defense at times last season ooh, not real good now they do have Luke Keekley back so really that could just glue that team together and they could go on an incredible run this season and I'm just an idiot that's a possibility hey you got to face it every single week you come out here and put your picks on the line so I'm going to tell you to go over 48 points on it but I like San Fran plus six and I like the Niners to win the game straight up all right, Battle of the NFC East, Dallas Cowboys, New York Giants. One of the big stories, developing stories right now, is it looks like Zeke Elliott is going to have his suspension reduced on appeal. I believe the last, again, I, and I would mentioned this in the NFC predictions, I think last comments in the appeal hearing take place tomorrow. But now we're hearing from Schefter that the plans are sort of already in place to reduce the suspension. Even if the suspension's reduced, obviously Zeke Elliott not going to be playing in this game. So it's going to be Darren McFadden, I believe, running the ball for the Cowboys, which is a step down especially against the Giants and a pretty good defensive line. There's not going to be a lot of room, I don't believe, for Dallas to run the football. But again, division matchup, these two teams know a ton about each other. The Giants, we seem to talk about their offense every single year, and they just, not that they disappoint, but they just don't necessarily live up to expectations. Worth noting that Dallas lost, again, their top two cornerbacks this offseason, so their pass defense, what's that going to look like this year? Again, question marks, question marks, which is why I love week one so much, because you just don't know. But based on the fact that the game's in Dallas, I think I'm going to have to go Cowboys on it. It's not a super confident pick, but I'm going to go Dallas just based on the fact that it is in Dallas. Giants weren't great on the road last year. So I'm going to go Dallas to beat New York in Dallas on the line. Cowboys favored by only four points. I think I'm still going to go with that, even though it's over a field goal. I'm going to take Dallas minus four. I do think they win this game probably by a full possession so dallas minus four total in this game 47 and a half points i'm gonna tell you to go under on it because again don't really know what we're gonna get out of that giants offense because again everybody talks about it oh it's gonna be great i mean like you know what you're gonna get out of odell beckham you're probably gonna get 100 yards receiving and he's probably gonna find the end zone but eli manning again is one of those quarterbacks that kind of makes mental mistakes and mental mental mistakes that he shouldn't make given how much of a veteran he is and the success that he's had (sighs) Dak Prescott also not again statistically I didn't think he was the greatest thing since sliced bread last season without Zeke Elliott I don't think Dallas is going to put up as many points as they typically maybe would in a game like this. So I'm going to tell you to stay under a fairly high number of 47 and a half, but I like Dallas minus four and the Cowboys to win the game straight up. And before we get into the platinum, gold, silver, and bronze, we're going to close off with the Denver Broncos playing host to the other Los Angeles team, the Chargers. Now, this I think is going to be Denver's game all day just based on the fact that it's in Denver incredibly hard building to win in for the Chargers so I I like Denver in this one again I don't think they're necessarily starting the right quarterback uh, assuming that it is Simeon that starts um, uh, week one they've got offensive weapons obviously and that defense holy cow that defense like they're really really good defense but I, I don't see the Chargers putting up a ton of resistance here in week one they kind of got to get adjusted to the move and get ready to you know sort of play out the rest of the season melvin gordon going to be his first game back after injury keenan allen is back which is great for the chargers but he hasn't played a game of football in quite some time so i think it's just going to be kind of your warm sort of warm up game to get sort of back into the flow of things nothing against philip rivers but i figure he'll probably throw maybe three interceptions in this game so i like denver all day here broncos at home beat the chargers on the line, Denver's only favored by three and a half points. I think that's a fairly uh, fairly easy pick there, kind of a layup. I like Denver, minus three and a half. Total in this game, 43 and a half points. I'm actually going to tell you to go over on it, because it's not like the Chargers aren't going to score some points, because I think they will. And Denver, I think, will score more than enough to win the game. This could very well be a backdoor over. It might only get to 44, maybe 45, but I do think it goes over. So I'll tell you to go over 43.5 points, Denver minus 3.5, and the Broncos win straight up. All right, folks, here we go. Platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks for week one, 2017-2018 NFL season, starting at the bottom, of course, with the bronze pick. For my bronze pick, we see the Minnesota Vikings playing host to the New Orleans Saints. And I'm going to tell you to go with Minnesota in this game. They're playing at home. That defense is really good. The Saints, obviously, their offense is incredible. It is what it is. You have Adrian Peterson now sharing carries with Mark Ingram. That's going to be really interesting to see what that split is, what kind of a back that's going to make out of Ingram. We kind of know what we're going to get from AP, but hopefully he sort of returns to form a little bit. But, you know, we're going to get that uh, that super awkward uh, Vikings reunion out of the way very, very quickly. On the offensive side, the Vikings have a great, young, wide receiver core. Uh, Sam Bradford, I think, is going to have a fine season just sort of doing what he needs to do. Just, again, game management. He doesn't have to be a 4,500-yard passer or throw 35 touchdowns. He doesn't have to be that guy. He's just got to manage football game i think he's going to and also you've got dalvin cook the rookie who's basically just waltzing into an rb1 role right out the gate with minnesota he's a really talented back i think on volume alone he's going to be an rb2 probably in fantasy With an upside, the Saints struggle stopping the run. Going to be an interesting first week here for Dalvin Cook. He could put up big numbers, but I think it'll be enough. I like Minnesota to beat the Saints in Minnesota. On the line, Vikings are favored by three and a half points. I'm going to tell you to go with that. Again, it's going to be, I think the Saints can certainly put up their points, but Minnesota's defense, I think, is very, very good. And I think they're more than up to the challenge in this first week's game so minnesota minus three and a half total in this game's 48 points i'm gonna tell you to stay under on it because that's what minnesota does minnesota keeps you in low scoring games and beats you with experience so i think it's gonna stay under 48 points even though obviously drew Brees in that offense is what it is under 48 points vikings minus three and a half minnesota wins straight up that's the bronze pick of course, worth noting that my bronze picks struggled heavily last season. Our silver pick season all-NFC East matchup of the Washington Redskins playing host to the Philadelphia Eagles, and I'm going to take Washington to win this game. And part of the reason is it's not just that, oh, their offense is so good. It's their offense is so good, coupled with Philly's defense on the road was really bad last year. Like with how incredibly... That defense for the majority of last season played at home. They should not have finished the season as poorly as they did, but it's because the defense was almost anemic on the road. They couldn't stop anything. And you're walking into a game against a high powered offense. Rob Kelly now running the ball. I think he's going to have a pretty darn good season. Kirk Cousins throwing to really talented wide receivers. I just don't think Philadelphia's defense is going to be able to keep this thing close. So I like Washington to beat Philly straight up. On the line, Washington's only favored by a point. So there's no reason here, If I since I think Washington's going to win the game, no reason to not take them. So I like Washington, minus one. Total in this game, 47.5 points. Based on the fact that I'm pretty sure that Philly's going to be able to put up some points on their own, I, I can't see this game staying under the 47 and a half. So I'm going to tell you to go over 47 and a half points, Washington minus one and the Redskins win straight up against Philly in Washington. That's the silver pick. My gold pick sees the defending NFC champion, Atlanta Falcons traveling to Chicago to take on the bears and just a PSA to bears fans, bears management, Mitch Trubisky should be your starting quarterback. But since it looks like that's still not going to be the case, I mean, look, either way, I like the Falcons in this game, but certainly if it's not Trubisky starting a quarterback, I definitely like the Falcons in this game. Look, that defense got better as the season went on last season in Atlanta. They're young, they're fast, they're a really solid defense. They played really well on the road last season traveled much better than they historically have i see that trend continuing because the team hasn't really changed all that much so again i think they travel well they're going to go into chicago it's a place look chicago's only wins last season all came at home so they're not exactly a bad home team by any means they're just not a great team overall the defense is a little bit better. I do think the defense is going to show some signs of, you know, being a pretty capable NFL defense, but against Atlanta and a high-powered offense like that, that's healthy. Not really missing anybody. Atlanta's going to definitely get off to the right foot here in week 1 going into Chicago and beating the Bears. On the line, the Bears are 7-point dogs at home. But, I mean, you got to like Atlanta's side of that. It's a touchdown even. If it was any more than that, I might start to get a little squirrely about it. But Atlanta minus seven doesn't scare me off. I like the Falcons minus seven on the line. Total in this game is 51 points. I think it goes over. Again, Atlanta's offense, high-powered. They're going to put up a ton of points. Chicago, they have talented players. Jordan Howard, I think, is going to have an excellent season this season. So they're going to score their points. I like it going over there and you know Atlanta's defense I'll be interested to see if they do take a step forward this season but you know coming right out of the gate they may stumble a little bit certainly going to be enough to win on the offensive side of things but let's go over on the total 51 points so we've got over 51 Atlanta minus seven and the Falcons winning straight up in Chicago that's my gold pick. And the platinum pick, arguably the most interesting game of the week just because of what's happened in the last couple of days, the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Cleveland to take on the Browns. And in case you missed it, the only player on the Browns defense that's kind of worth putting on the jersey, that being cornerback Joe Hayden, the only Browns first round pick since 2010, to actually go to a Pro Bowl, is now a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Isn't that interesting? Aside from the fact that this is a division matchup, Pittsburgh just swooped in and signed the guy that Cleveland inexplicably cut, unless they're just trying to intentionally tank for the number one overall pick. Maybe that's a possibility. Who knows? But Cleveland, they cut their best defensive player. Pittsburgh picks him up. That pretty decent defense gets significantly better on the outside as far as i'm concerned and pittsburgh is going to clobber cleveland in this game just to show them the mistake that they made just up close and personal so pittsburgh is going to destroy cleveland in week one even though it's a division game pittsburgh wins it in a walk uh cleveland nine point dogs at home take pittsburgh minus nine Uh, 47 points is the total take the over pittsburgh may clear it on their own so over 47 points pittsburgh minus nine steelers beat cleveland in cleveland that's the platinum pick all right folks there you have it week one picks 2017 nfl season you got them all right there again platinum pick i like pittsburgh to go into cleveland and destroy the Browns, so Steelers are the platinum pick for week one, so glad to be back, YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, remember Snapchat, BWF underscore 902 so it's now time for the comment of the week comment of the week is going to come from across all the comments from the three-part episode zero and we're going to go right to the beginning the afc prediction video which would have been part one of episode zero and the comment of the week for the week one video goes to xander g9 a longtime viewer and listener of mine who just says and he just sums it up great to see you back buddy cannot wait for football And that has to be the comment of the week, because I think that's just how everyone is feeling. We're going to be so happy to see the prognosticators back in action, myself and all the other YouTube progs. I can't wait to get to watch all your videos again this season. And all of us, all of us cannot wait for football. So Xander, yours is the comment of the week from episode zero. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get you out of here this week on the CFL picks, the CFL picks return for another season. CFL weeks 11 and 12. So obviously, we're going to start in week 11. Week 11, I like the Montreal Alouettes at home over Ottawa. I like Winnipeg on the road over Saskatchewan. I like Edmonton on the road over Calgary. And I like Toronto on the road over Hamilton in the Labor Day Classic on Monday. Week 12, we're going to bounce over. I like BC at home to beat Montreal. I like Winnipeg at home to beat Saskatchewan. I like Ottawa at home to beat Hamilton. And the only road team in week 12 to win, I think, will be the Calgary Stampeders on the road going into Edmonton and beating the Eskimos. That's gonna do it for the week one episode, folks. Thank you very much for watching and listening, and thank you for joining me for another NFL season of picks, laughs, and hopefully a bunch of money getting made if you're betting on these picks. That's it for me, Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter. Remember, BWF underscore 902 on Snapchat to follow the channel, follow the show, get the content that you're not gonna get on the youtube channel make sure of course you join my pickem, join hatbox's pickem, subscribe to the hatbox nation youtube channel to get the weekly piece of content that i'm going to be doing for that channel as well all kinds of fun stuff happen in this season and we even got a surprise or two up our sleeves but you'll have to wait to hear more about that thank you so much for listening to the week one episode we'll see you again in week two